0: Welcome back everybody. Today we're going to give you a kind of surprising Hanukkah lesson and put on the agenda the bigger question about the interface between the Jewish community and the Christian community. So we won't entirely address that but you'll see that it will come up and have a lot to say because I'm seeing a lot of bad behavior and very little good behavior within the Christian Messianic community and I really feel it's necessary to help some of the sheep. Okay, but Hanukkah. woohoo! Once again, we're going to bring you Greetings for Hanukkah, the Feast of Dedication, we would say, drawing from John 10, where we see that Jesus went to the temple on the Feast of Dedication. And, oh gosh, I just so love talking with you. I wish I would hear from you. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, I think in Hebrew, one would say Hanukkah Sameach okay but anyway happy Hanukkah so this is also called the feast of dedication and I am not going to give you a reference in Exodus or Leviticus because unlike the other seven feasts of Israel this one wasn't commanded in the Torah but rather comes out of the history and in Protestant English Bibles That have the Apocrypha, you're going to find 1st and 2nd Maccabees, and maybe also uh, 3rd and 4th Maccabees, which retell the same story. So, in the intertestamental times, Israel was ruled by the Greek Seleucid Empire, and there were several rulers named Antiochus, or Antiochus, depending on how you prefer to pronounce that. And they were imposing Greek Standards and not permitting what we would call freedom of religion. So from the Greek perspective, probably they would have said these guys are rebellious, they're not up to standards of reason. But from the Jewish perspective or the Israelite perspective, they would say they're not permitting us to... Worship our God, and our God is supra rational, right? So we offer bullocks and doves, but not pigs, because God said so. Th- this part of the conversation is not at issue, and so there was a family. Matayahu who was Maccabee anyway a priest and his sons refused to offer Greek sacrifices which was what they were being forced to do and uh, led a rebellion and so from the Israeli perspective their national spirit and religion and culture were at issue they were being ruled tyrannically and So a very small group of men, Maccabee means hammer, were able to throw off the world ruler of time. So very much like the story of Esther, and actually very much like the story of the end times. (laughs) So God's rule prevails, righteousness prevails. Now, the uh, temple had been desecrated because Antiochus had sacrificed a pig in the temple. So it made the temple unclean. And and he also apparently stole the seven branch candlestick from the holy place. And so once they had one militarily, they made a new seven branch candlestick, which uses oil. Oh, we say candlestick from the King James, but actually it has oil, not candles in it, and they were able to find only one container of pure oil that still had High Priest Johanan's seal on it. It was sufficient for one day. They poured it in, and while they went to try to make some more pure oil, the candlestick burned for eight days and so this is the miracle of Hanukkah, festival of lights feast of dedication Today most of the rabbis are descended from the rabbinic tradition of the Pharisees and so they prefer to talk about the miracle of the oil rather than about the Maccabees who then became the Hasmonean rulers who through through time, uh, had disputes with the Pharisees. And, of course, through time, uh, from the Christian perspective, both, both groups became corrupt. But at any rate, <laughs> um, and, of course, you know that there are competing rabbinic traditions. So, even today, but, uh, but Hillel, who we, as Christians, think of very highly, seems to be the ascendant one and, you know, exactly how you light the menorah and so forth. So, the Halil will say you start with one, the Hamash, the guardian, and then the one, and so at the last day of Hanukkah you have all nine burning. And another tradition, the Shemai tradition, would be different. But anyway, so I have been listening to a Rabbi Smith who apparently is from the Halil tradition, but I don't know very much about him. Just heard his Hanukkah message and. He said that the ruler, the governor, was requiring brides to sleep one night with him. And, of course, we have heard of such a thing mostly in our movie mythology. But, of course, you would see how completely heinous that would be. And he said that the women strongly encouraged their men to rise up against this because this kind of immorality was breaking down the spirit of of the people, quite aside from my rational suggestion that it could cause all kind of diseases. But I saw in his words once again a parallel to today. Well, and he would make that too. Rabbi Smith would make that. Today, It's not a governor who requires brides to sleep with him so much as a ruling class that is educating our daughters and our sons as well into an immoral lifestyle. And it is breaking down civilization because it's breaking down the spirit of the family and of the goodness of godly religion. So it breaks down the nation too all of civilization. And so this puts a greater wonder and meaning for us as Christians today into the Hanukkah story. It's not simply about freedom. It's not simply about the survival of the Jewish people, but it's about the the survival of godliness and civilization, which is exactly what we are facing today. We're facing a worldwide empire that's not permitting freedom of religion, and specifically is going after anything godly and righteous and good. Self-governance, even self-governance, because they're trying to get us addicted either to substances or to porn, self-governance, family governments, congregational government, and righteous and fair, just government, civil government. So Hanukkah speaks to that specifically, that God knows us. And just as the Jews of that time wanted pure anointing oil, we also should seek the purity of Holy Spirit And not accept a kind of adulterated lifestyle or religion. So this is the first point, that Hanukkah is a feast of dedication. But it's also the story of God meeting us in that place and bringing light in the darkness and victory for godliness. Hallelujah. Secondly, Rabbi Smith wanted to talk about how non-Jews might celebrate Feasts of Israel. You can find what he says on YouTube. But this is, to me, a great step forward in our conversation about how Jews and Christians and how Messianic people could interface. and. I would like to discuss that in a separate episode. But I think it's a wonderful perspective, Jewish perspective, and I think it informs our Christian perspective. He says that all people have a covenant in Noah and not all people have covenant in Moses. So the, re- the Jewish people are responsible for details of the Mosaic covenant. But all people are invited into the righteous ways because they're in the Noahic covenant. And so he, unlike some, of, some Jews, would have no problem with Christians studying or even celebrating a feast like Hanukkah. He wouldn't suggest that we have to, or maybe... Uh, he didn't talk about doing the blessing, you know, so the father and the family, the Jewish family, is going to say the blessings. And for him, that was the line, and we'll hear more from him, I, I'm hoping. But to me, this is also a great hope, not only that our two peoples could have, find some common ground and work together in unity, rather than Splitting over our our similarities. (laughs) Yeah, it's one thing to split over your differences, but when we split over our similarities. So, there is so much here in Hanukkah about the light of the world, right? Of course, we would say Jesus is the light of the world. And we would read John 10, and actually Jesus is talking about that, the light of the world, and he Is healing a blind man and then he talks to the the corrupt religious rulers and saying because you say you see then you confirm yourself in your blindness so let us all be willing to have a repentant heart and overcome our own pride so that God may show us more light and I think because we are humans and we have some limitations in being an embodied human, we need each other. We need the body. We need the whole people to adequately comprehend God. <laughs> Does it, that make sense? And I think we can adduce the scripture for that. We have an inheritance in the saints. Okay, so we need the whole body to understand. Okay, so Christians, the nations, well, he would say the nations. He didn't say the word Christians at all, but the nations can have hope in Hanukkah because of the light of the world. And of course, we think that Jesus has sent us out to all the nations, all the ethnos of the world to proclaim that light has come. This is great news. And just as Hanukkah parallels the dark times with which we live, and just as we have some eschatological hope. But when I look around, I see how very, very dark it is. I don't think I can underline enough to you in what great peril the United States is. We can see all around us corrupt politicians. We can see potential threats, world war here, uh, infiltration here, but to see that so close to home. And then, without any of that, just in usual business, I am so often... So very disappointed at the refusal of other people to keep their agreements. And then again, I am so desperately disappointed at the bad behavior of religious leaders. So, one could be very down. But then I saw this. This great news. This light that has dawned for us light that comes in the beginning of the creation story, light that comes in Hanukkah, light that comes in Jesus, what is it going to look like at the very end? Will it be only just a few who are saved? Well, straight is the gate, narrow is the way, but here Habakkuk says, Habakkuk 2 and 14, For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So, even if we are going through a time of shaking, yet we have a kingdom that will not be shaken. Even if there is a seven-year great tribulation, nevertheless, there is a thousand years of millennia. Okay, I'm not going to try to argue here exactly how that works. The point is, even though it's dark, the light wins. Hallelujah. And we have been invited to keep the feast. And what do we need to do? I mean, it's, it's great fun if you want to eat latkes, latkes and donuts and light candles pie. The point is to dedicate ourselves to the Lord. Dedicate our homes to the Lord. Dedicate our children to the Lord. Dedicate our working hours to the Lord. Dedicate our city, our nation, our culture. Worship at the stove and at the computer. And of course in the garden. Hallelujah. And God will meet us there. Just as the Maccabeans took the one container of oil. God met them. And there was miraculous light until they could bring more oil. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I hope this has blessed you, encouraged you, and given you strength to be a Maccabean, a son of God, in your world today. Amen. A couple of thoughts. Well, I find it very refreshing that Rabbi Smith sees that all people have, at least potentially, a covenant in Noah. From the Christian perspective, we would say that God has always reached out to people from the Garden of Eden to Noah to Moses and Solomon prayed for all nations. And certainly in Jesus, it has been clearly shown, God reaching out. But we should accept that for ourselves this is the gospel this is the good news (laughs) that that God loves all people and each individual and we are called into covenant with Lord so let me take this opportunity to say this is all great news but let's adopt it for ourselves and we do that I'm sure that if you have persisted this long it's very likely that you know and but I will just use Romans 10 so believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and make Jesus your Lord by confessing that say Lord I repent of my sins I recognize you as Lord and I receive your gift of grace do that mean it in your heart pray that mean it in your heart and you will be saved, you will be regenerated, and you will know it. <laughs> and also, the second thought is, actually, it parallels this thought. As I was discussing this with some people this morning, what they found most interesting was when I said that the, the Maccabeans dedicated themselves to God and in this case, they dedicated the temple and were doing their best to follow the law as they understood it, and God reached down to them and partnered with them and gave them more power than they could have, because they had one day of oil, but God partnered with them to make the other seven for the whole eight days. I can't help but say new life. Okay, so this is a really wonderful picture. So it is a picture of salvation. God has reached down to us, and we are asked to make a response. But also, this is the pattern of growth that we are given great callings, and great assignments, and so forth, and we make the response of doing something, but we depend upon God's ability to do it. In I forgot exactly where I was reading in the Bible, but I was reading the Passion Translation, and it said, in Jesus' fulfillment, we are fulfilled. I thought that was so wonderful. So from the perspective of, you know, so many Christians are working, 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 but they don't have an adequate understanding of the empowerment of the miraculous power of God. And then others focus so much on the miraculous power of God, they fail to do things, right? So if you want to have a job, pray, find out what job you should have, but Go and put in an application, right? Go and dress up and go to the interview. And if God is telling you to, you know, have a business, do that business, but continue to hear from the Lord the wisdom on how to proceed with that. That's great. It's a great model for us that the Maccabeans put the oil in the the menorah and the seven-branch candlestick in the second temple. But God partnered with him to get over the finish line, as it were, and to have the eight days. And from the perspective of someone who is more mature and who has followed sonship for a long time and has tried and worked and believed and yet... Sometimes finds frustration in the limitedness of mortal being. (laughs) We find our fulfillment in the fulfillment of Jesus the Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. For he has done it right, he has said. It is finished. And we have faith in that. And he will. He will bring us into the final glory. All right? So... And the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. We have such great promises. So, Hanukkah Sameach, Happy Hanukkah, (laughs) and blessings in the name of Jesus the Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, who is the light of the world. Please give us a like wherever you are listening to us so that others might find us. And please share directly with those who might be interested. You are invited to write us at sister at Jesus org. Sister at Jesus org. And of course, you are welcome to come to our website at Jesus org. May the Lord bless you.